Michael's telling me my mic is not on, but it is now, right? If you want to express love to someone, I might be too loud now. If you want to express love to someone, you got to know how love is expressed to that person because not everybody receives love the same way. Matter of fact, uh, Gary Chapman wrote a book about the five love languages and how that different people understand and express and receive love in different ways. He called it languages. Reminded me of a little girl that I heard a story of named Martha. She was four years old. And she was playing in a room and she had all her dolls with her and she was, her mommy came to check on her and she had the doll saying, I love you, I love you. And she was just holding the doll and holding it up tight. And the mommy walked in and she said, Mommy, I love them, I love them, I love them. But they don't love me back. What was that little girl saying? She's saying, Mommy, I, I tell them I love them. I'm hugging my dolls. I love them, I love them, I love them. But they're not hugging me back. They're not saying anything. There's no actions. I wonder sometimes if the Lord doesn't look upon the church today and feel kind of like little Martha is. God, I, I love them, I love them, I love them. But they're not loving me back. Well, maybe we need to look and see what Jesus says Love is to Him. Let's look at our Bible and look at uh, John chapter 14. And we're going to look at verses uh, 15 through 21. This is written in red, so the Lord is speaking Himself, and He says this, and reading this out of the New King James, it says, If you love Me, keep My commandments. Ah, there the Lord is speaking to us very clearly of what says love to Him. He didn't say, if you love me, hug me. He didn't say, if you love me, tie to me. He said, if you love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father, and He will give you another helper, that He may abide with you forever. The Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees Him nor knows Him, but you know Him, for He dwells with you and will be in you. So the Lord is telling us that he has sent His Helper, the Holy Spirit, to live inside of us. It will dwell in us. And verse 18 says, I will not leave you orphans, I will come to you. A little while longer and the world will see me no more, but you will see me because I live, you will live also. At that day you will know that I am in my Father and you in me and I in you. He who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. So there's a very clear message here, really kind of real two truths. And that is the Lord is saying to us, if we love him, there's going to be some action, right? Because actions speak louder than words. And so the Lord says, I'm going to be looking at your actions to see if you truly love me. You can say you love me, but your actions speak louder than words. And so the Lord says, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. And he says, my spirit will live in you and you will know me because my spirit is in you. And because you love me and my spirit is in you, God the Father will love you and I will manifest or I will make myself known to you. Sounds like a pretty good thing, doesn't it? So the Lord is letting us know how that we love him or how that He knows that we love Him. 
And so as I look at the Scriptures, the Lord says, if we love Him, then we would be this. And here's what He says. Verse verse 15, He tells us, if we love Him, we would be faithful to His Word because He says, keep His commandments, right? So if we love the Lord, the Lord says, if you love Me, you would be faithful to My Word. Keep My commandments. The word that was, uh, the word keep there in verse 15, in verse 21, is a word that is the word tiro in the Greek language, and it means that you will observe, you will keep, you will do, you will take action. It's a verb, it's a present tense. And so what the Bible is telling us, if we really love the Lord, then we're going to be faithful to His Word, to the commandments He has given us, that we're going to be in action right now doing it. It's not when we get to heaven. Everybody understands that? It's not just when we get to heaven that we'll do what the Lord's commandment says, but it's saying in the present, right now, we will be actively doing and being faithful to God's Word. The Bible tells us in 1 John 2, in verses 3 to 5, it says, Now by this we know that we know Him if we keep His commandments. He who says, I know Him, listen, if you listen, say amen. He who says, I know Him, and when the Lord uses the word about knowing Him, He uses an expression of intimacy, being personal and intimate with Him. He who says, I know Him and does not keep His commandments is a liar and the truth is not in Him. But whoever keeps His word, truly the love of God is perfected in Him. By this we know that we are in Him. So the Bible's pretty clear that if we really love the Lord, we're going to be keeping His commandments. It's going to be right now active activity of our life, obeying, being faithful, doing the things that God's Word tells us to do. So we would think that every person, if we understand that, every person in the church today would be actively knowing and growing in God's Word so that we can be faithful. You can't be faithful to His commandments and to what God's Word says unless you know it, right? Just like, you know, if somebody said, well, you're not supposed to be doing this. Well, nobody told me I wasn't supposed to be doing this. you got to know it first before you can follow it, before you can be faithful to it. There was a survey done by Lifeway one time that they tried to find out, okay, how many Christians, that, or who people who say that they're Christians or are going to church, how many of them are reading their Bible? I want you to think for just a second. What percent of the people who say they are Christians who are going to the church, what percent of them say that they are reading their Bible on a regular basis so that they can know it and grow in it? Well, according to this survey, it showed that only 33% of professing Christians said they read their Bible. 33%. Don't say amen, that means so be it, let it happen. (laughs) Meaning two-thirds of the people sitting in the church They'll hear me read the Scripture. They may open their Bible, but they won't peep it open again until the next time they come to church. Two out of every three people. That means if you're sitting on the pew and there's one person on your left and one person on the right, that's three people, you and those two. Two of you three are most likely not going to pick up your Bible and read it again the rest of the week. That's what the survey told us. Now... If only one out of every three people is reading God's Word, can we say we love the Lord? You can say no. 
Because the Lord just said, if we love Him, we will keep, we will observe, we will obey, we will be faithful to His commandments, and you can't know what His commandments... Let me ask you this. Is there anybody in here that knows the Bible from very the beginning in Genesis 1-1 to Revel the end of Revelation? Is there anybody that knows every bit of the Bible? I, I don't. I mean, I'm studying it all the time, every week, inside and out, to preach messages, to try to study for myself, for my own personal growth. And I would not even dare raise my hand to say, I know the Bible from front to back and everything in between. I'm constantly reading and studying daily so that I can grow in God's Word. And so when those people say, where in the Bible does it say this? Maybe I can have an answer for them. I'm doing that on a regular basis. And as I look to the Scripture, the Bible tells us in the Psalms that we're to read God's Word, we're to meditate on God's Word, we're to memorize God's Word. So the Bible is pretty clear, isn't it? If we love the Lord, we need to be in God's Word and we need to be digging in it. There was another survey that uh, was checked with just Americans in general about how they feel about the Bible and it's, Americans, just in general, the survey they did said that they, they reverence the Bible, God's Word. That they see the Bible as holy and should be respected and never damaged or disgraced. That same group of people that said they reverence God's Word said by large that they usually never read it. How can we reverence it? How can we obey it? We're not digging into it. And the Lord said if we love Him, we would be faithful to His Word. That's the action. That's the T-Row. That's the action in our lives. But the Lord also know, lets us know that if we really love Him, that we would not only be faithful to His Word, but He tells us that we would be feeding His sheep. Now being faithful to God's Word, that's obedience, right? We're doing what God's Word said. That's obedience. But in the Bible, in John chapter 21, in verses 15 through 17, the Lord asked one of His lead disciples, his name was Peter, He said, Peter, do you love me? Now I want to read this scripture for you in John chapter 21, in verse 15 through 17. It says that when they had had breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than these? Now we don't know for sure if the Lord was saying more than all these disciples or more than all these things that were around them. But he said, do you love me more than these? And Peter said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And so the Lord said to him, feed my lambs. And then Jesus said to him a second time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? And Peter said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And he said to him, tend my sheep. And then the third time the Lord said, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? And Peter was grieved because the Lord had said to him the third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. And Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. The Bible's telling us that there's action, right? The Lord was saying, Peter, you're telling me that you love me. We're using some different words. I'm saying, do you agape love me? That you love me unconditionally by choice? But you started out saying, you phileo love me. A friendship type love. The Lord was trying to dig deep into Peter's heart to get a true love out of him. And the Lord was saying to Peter, if you love me, there's going to be action. You're going to be feeding my sheep. 
And what did he mean, feeding my sheep? He meant you're going to be actively working among those who are my followers, those who are my people. You might be saying today, you're going to be actively serving in the church and serving to do my work. So the Lord is letting us know today that, that if we really love Him, our actions are going to be said by us feeding Him sheep, which means serving the Lord. The Lord is telling us, yes, if you love me, you'll be obedient to my word, you'll be faithful to it. But if you love me, you'll also feed my sheep. You will serve in my house and serve the work that I have begun. When the Lord left this earth, He left all His work to you and I to carry it on. And sometimes we need to ask ourselves the question, if everybody did as much as I did, how much would we accomplish for the Lord? And how much would people see that I truly love the Lord? If you love me, the Lord said, if you love me, be faithful to my word. That's obedience. He said, if you love me, then feed my sheep. That's serving. But the Lord also tells us if we love Him, we will be following His will. And that is surrendering to Him. The Bible tells us that the Lord said this in John 10, 27. He said, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. The word know there was another word that meant, it was the word ganasco. It is a word of intimacy. The Lord was saying, those who are my sheep, those who are in intimacy with me, that we have a love relationship, they follow me. So the Lord is saying that if we truly love Him, our actions that we'll be doing is we'll be following the Lord and His will for our life. We will be totally surrendered to Him. It's not just about coming to church and sitting in a pew and listening to kids sing or a choir sing or listen to a preacher preach, but it's following out what God's will is for your life. And I can tell you this morning, it makes no difference what your background is, makes no difference how wealthy you are, how much education you've got or how poor you are, makes no difference anything about the sins of the past. God's got a purpose and a plan and a will for your life and my life. And He says, if you belong to me, if we have an intimate relationship, if there's a love relationship there, then you will follow me. You will surrender to that and do what I ask of you in your life. And sometimes people say, you know, I just, I don't know what God's will is for my life. Well, finding God's will is kind of like driving an old manual steering truck. You got to get moving before you can steer it. My dad used to have junk cars and as a kid, I used to love to go sit in those junk cars and and try to turn the steering wheel, act like I was driving. And when those cars were sitting still, those trucks were sitting still, you could not hardly turn them steering wheels. But my dad, when he'd move them around, and he'd hook up a chain to it, he'd say, Brett, get in the car and turn the steering wheel wherever I go. I'm thinking, I've done tried to... But my dad told me to do it. So I get in there, and dad starts pulling it. I get in there, and all of a sudden... You know how that goes. And it starts moving, and my dad starts going that way, and I start going that way. I think, hey, this is getting easier. That's the way it is in finding God's will. You just start serving, start moving, start doing something, and God will show you His will for your life. If you're moving in the wrong direction, you'll know it. God will show it to you. If you're moving in the right direction, He'll affirm it, and you just keep on steering and keep on moving for the glory of God. The Lord said, if you love me, you'll follow my will. That's surrender. Surrendering our will to God's will. But the Lord also lets us know that if we love Him, 
that we will be loving and fellowshipping with Christians. That's what I call family. The Lord expects us to be a family. Matter of fact, He said in His Word in Hebrew that, that we're not to forsake assembling ourselves together, getting together as a family. But the Lord made this statement in John chapter 13 and verse 34. He said, A new commandment I give you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another, and by this will all know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. You know what the Lord is saying there? If you love me, you're going to love each other. You're going to love each other. You're going to fellowship with one another. And by this will all people know that you belong to me, that you love me. The Lord's saying, action, action. If you really love me, it takes more than words, it takes some action. And the Lord says, if you love me, you're going to love and fellowship with other Christians. And that's what makes up the family of God. You know what? The Lord expects us to look like a family, doesn't He? He wants to see us fellowshipping one another, spending time together. In the New Testament, the Bible tells us that when the Lord was uh, ascended up to heaven, that they got together on a daily basis, house to house, and breaking bread. So I'm going to be expecting that if you love me, you're going to be calling me and say, hey, preacher, would you come over to my house and eat some of my food? Be sure and have a dessert when you call though. We will be fellowshipping with other Christians, other brothers and sisters in Christ. But I'll tell you the last thing that the Bible reveals to us, God's Word, because He says we're going to keep His commandments, that if we really love the Lord, then we're going to be putting Jesus first in everything. I told you in the very beginning of this message in Matthew chapter 22, in verse 37, Jesus said, If you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, this is the first and great commandment. This is the first and great. That you will love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, body, strength. Put Him first in our life. And so if we really love the Lord then we're going to be putting Jesus first in everything. And in Colossians 1, 17 and 18, it says this, that Jesus is before all things and in Him all things consist. And He is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things He may have the preeminence. And the word preeminent means supreme, first place in everything. Every decision we make, what does the Lord want me to do? That is priority in our life. When we put the Lord first in our life, that's what the Lord is looking for as a priority in our life. Do you love the Lord? If I were to ask for a raise of hand, I'm sure about every hand in here would go up saying, I love the Lord. But remember, actions speak louder than words. And if actions speak louder than words... Can everyone around me hear loud and clear by my actions that I love the Lord? Good question for us to ask ourselves, isn't it? If actions speak louder than words, can everyone around me hear loud and clear by my actions that I love the Lord? Heavenly Father, we come to You today. And Lord, we thank You for Your precious Word that is so clear. What if I really love the Lord? The little four-year-old Martha, she loved her dolls. She told them that she loved them. She hugged them. But she said to her mommy, 
they don't love me back. Little Martha was saying that because she wasn't seeing any action out of those dolls. Sometimes I wonder, Lord, if you don't look upon us within the church walls and say, I love you, I love you, I love you, but you're not loving me back. Lord, you've made it clear in your word that if we love you, we'd be faithful to your word, we'd feed your sheep, we'd follow your will, we'd fellowship with one another, and we'd put you first in everything. So Lord, I pray that we'll ask ourselves the question before we leave here today. If I really love the Lord, would everyone around me hear loud and clear by my actions that I love the Lord? Would they hear it loud and clear by my actions that I love the Lord? Lord, I know, God, that actions do speak louder than words, and sometimes we react by the saying of your actions speak so loud I can't hear a word that you're saying. And Lord, my prayer is that as we leave here today, people all around us will know by our actions, they will hear it loud and clear that he or she really loves the Lord. While heads are bowed and eyes are closed, if you've never accepted Christ as your personal Savior, I want to give you an invitation right now to give your heart and life to, to the Lord who loves you, who died for you, and who wants the best life for you. If you need to give your life to the Lord this morning, would you say this prayer silently in your heart? Dear Lord, I know I've made some mistakes in my life. I haven't shown you that I love you. I've sinned. And Lord, I ask you to forgive me of my sins. I ask you to cleanse my heart. And I accept you as my Lord and Savior. And I want my actions to say, I love you from this day forward. While heads are bowed and eyes are closed, you said that prayer with me. You made the greatest decision of your life. And I want to remember you in my prayers. You pray that prayer with me. Would you just slip up your hand just to acknowledge, Pastor? I pray that prayer and invited Jesus in my heart. Thank you. Now, some of you today, maybe you already know that you're a Christian. You've accepted the Lord as your personal Savior. But as we've looked to God's Word, you've begun to realize that your actions aren't speaking loud and clear to everybody that you truly love the Lord, that you want to from this day forward, and you want me to lift you up in prayer that your actions would speak loud and clear to everyone around you. If that's your desire, would you just slip up your hand and say, Pastor, pray for me. I want to speak loud and clear by my actions that I love the Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you, God, for those who have made decisions today. Lord, there may be some who uh, pray to receive you as their Savior, the most important decision of their life, and I pray that you be real to them. Lord, others have acknowledged that they've prayed and asked that you would uh, forgive them of their failures and that their actions would speak loud and clear to everyone around them that they love you. So, Lord, I pray that as they walk out of these doors today, their mind will be thinking, what do I need to be doing for the Lord? Where are my gifts and talents? What is God's will for my life? I may not know all the answers to that, but I'm going to start serving the Lord. My actions are going to be loud and clear. There's not going to be any doubt that if anybody looks at my life, they will hear loud and clear from my actions. I love the Lord. No doubt about it. 
Lord, make that true in our lives. And Lord, we'll give you praise and honor and glory. And it's in your name we pray. Amen.